0: Hey there, welcome back. Okay, so today we are going... That hey there, welcome back sounded kind of insincere, didn't it? (laughs) I have something on my mind, and I... uh, It's really got kind of got me twisted in knots. And so if you don't want to listen to politics and you're just here for gardening stuff, then just turn it off right now. Shut me down. But uh, there's something that's been on my mind for a while now, and I just can't help it. I have got to get it out of my system. So... We are going to talk about science deniers. We're going to talk about the scientific method and all of that stuff today. And normally here we talk about good plant combinations and learning how to do um, edible landscaping. But today it's going to be a little bit different. So I'm just warning you right now, we are going to talk about politics and the fact that I have had it up to here. I'm doing my little hand thing, but you can't see me hand over head, put your hand over your head and wave it, (laughs) that's where I am, oh my gosh, okay, so by the way, if you're new here, then welcome to the Edible Gardens Podcast, I'm your host, Nanette Blair, and I'm so glad you found us, because usually, what we do here is help people create edible and beautiful landscapes that are way better than organic, because I'm on a mission. My mission is to make good food accessible to everyone, and in my opinion, the best definition of good food is nutritious, delicious, and safe. And it doesn't get any better than picking fresh fruit, herbs, veggies straight off the plant where you know what went into it from start to finish. And you won't find any tomato cages here. As a matter of fact, there's a lot you won't find here, including pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, or any of the other sides. But what you will find here are landscapes that are designed for beauty, reflection, fun, entertaining, and the list goes on to whatever you want. After all, it's your home, your life, your yard, and your taste, and beauty truly is in the eye of the beholder. Okay, you know that garden you've been thinking about? Well, I know you're ready. I know I'm ready. So let's dig in. I guess I should have said, you know that life you've been thinking about? (laughs) Well, I know you're ready. I know I'm ready. So let's dig in. The The whole science thing right now has really got me in a twist because I, okay, so let me go back. I have read several books. I used to be a big reader. I'm not so much anymore as far as reading a lot of novels and things, but... I have read a lot of books, a lot of different kinds of books, but I do like the dystopian books like George Orwell, Ayn Rand, you know, Atlas Shrugged, 1984, Animal Farm, things like that. And it's not like it's a big genre for me to read, but I just remember something that every time I hear the they, the politicians, they, whoever they are, whoever's the puppet master pulling the strings, say something about the ministry of science or the ministry of truth, which to me, that's the same thing, then I, it really, I just kind of, I don't have any patience for that. I lose my mind <laughs> for something like that. And here's why. Okay, so if they say, whoever they are, I'm doing my little air quotes here. This is what the science is. Right. And when you have scientists, which I would call medical doctors, scientists, they have gone through a period of looking at stuff under the microscope and testing things and trying things and seeing what works and what doesn't work. There's this whole thing called the scientific method. And the scientific method is something that takes time. I use it. All the time. You use it all the time. Even though you don't maybe realize that you're using it. But if you're gardening especially. Then you do. You say I think this will work. Because someone told me it work, it would work. Or I saw it work somewhere else. And you do that. You mimic that. You say okay I have a hypothesis. I have a theory. And I'm going to try this here. And you watch it for one season. Maybe two seasons. Maybe three seasons. Four seasons. Five seasons. However long. But it's something one season is basically one year. If you say, okay, I'm going to try this in the spring season, you have to wait a whole other year before you can try it again, right? Let's just say, let's play devil's advocate here and say, you are going to try it indoors because you're doing everything in a controlled environment. There's still an infinite number of variables that you may not even know about. It could be a circadian rhythm. It could be this, you know how I'm always saying, the seed knows. It could be something in that seed's DNA that wants to really do its thing in the month of February or in the month of July. There's so many variables that the scientists don't even know. And the really good scientists will even admit that. But when the scientists, let's just call them doctors right now, the doctors are the ones that are really in the center ring. They're in the spotlight, right? Right. They can't even agree. I see so many frontline doctors saying one thing, and then the ones in the ivory tower saying something else because of uh, some kind of study that was done. Let's just imagine for just a minute that there's something else that's at play here. Maybe it's power, maybe it's money. There's someone that's funding a grant they're saying okay we're going to give you this money but and you can work for the next 3 years on your theory and we're going to pay you we're going to fund your passion which is science well somebody's holding their milk ticket like is there any kind of influence there well i would say yeah money's always a big influencer when it comes to decision making or manipulating data So let's just say for a minute that that might be true. Okay, one of the things that I'm always saying is I know I don't have the answers to everything. And that's one of the things that really I think makes me a smart person because I know I don't have all the answers. And one of the things that can make me a smart person or a not so smart person is having the right questions or having some good questions, the right kinds of questions. So here's my thing is if they can say you're a science denier, it's kind of like calling you a name, right? It's kind of like, say, a bully on the playground saying, well, you're just a big fat fatty. <laughs> or whatever name you want to come up with, you know, like sticks, the whole sticks and stones thing, whatever name they can throw at you that bothers you, then um, then that's what would work. And that's how a bully manipulates people. Well, right now, I really feel like the whole Human race is being bullied by a few people, whoever I'm doing my air quotes again, whoever they are, wants us to not question the science. So yeah, this has a lot to do with masks and vaccines and lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. But what if they did this in the past? Just what if they said, okay, so all these pesticides are not going to hurt you, all these fungicides, all these herbicides, they're not going to hurt you or the plants. It's not going to hurt the environment, it's not going to hurt anything. Well, haven't they been doing that for the last 60 years? And haven't we let them get away with it? I'm mad today. I'm I I'm sorry not sorry because I this is something that I have been holding back for about the last 13 months. I and I am <laughs> when they started really kind of censoring people, this is where I, I hoped it would not go but the science deniers or the so-called science deniers are the people that are like me asking questions like, where's the data? Well, just shut up and, and just uh, just follow, just be a good girl. Just wear the mask, get the vaccine, do all this. Okay, whatever. I, I'm going to do what I do and everybody else should do what they feel like they should do. But we should always have the right to question. Okay, so going back to the whole scientific method scientific method is something that takes time that is rule number one it is just the nature of curiosity which is basically what science is it's saying i have a question i'm going to I have a theory I think it'll work. I'm going to put it into action and I'm going to see what happens. I'm always saying that one of the big things that I took away from permaculture was observation, 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 observation. And I really believe that that's what makes me smarter than I was when I first got into gardening and saying, okay, somebody else told me to do this, either a book or a video or a person said, okay, plant, you know, don't plant cilantro in the summer, plant it in the spring or plant it in the fall or whatever. I did that because I had no knowledge, right? But then over time, I realized there was a a right time and a wrong time to do things. You don't plant cool loving crops in the middle of summer. I did that because that was a tried and true method right or I found out later well I can stretch out the time a little bit if I plant it in like an understory position like with the protection of an understory or I found out there was varieties maybe they were genetically modified I don't know or maybe it was a hybrid I don't know but it would say long-standing spinach or long-standing whatever the cool weather crop was and then you could buy that and then you could find out later maybe eh, I would rather deal with an heirloom crop instead of something that was hybridized to last long Maybe there's repercussions from that, maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying that over time, I've learned what I've learned. And in the garden, I, I really think that nature or the garden, same thing to me, has prepared me for this past year, crazy year that we've had, because I know there is such a thing as a scientific method. And I have seen that there is a marketing campaign that's going on right now and it's really playing around with words words I thought I've known I'm 56 years old words I thought I've known for 56 years and then they'll say something and I'll think uh that's not what I thought it meant and then I'll go back and I'll look what it I thought it meant and it was like yeah that's what I thought you know and they're playing around with words, this marketing, the spin doctors, they're spinning it in a way that makes it a lie seem more like a truth. Let's take, for instance, CRISPR. People will say that CRISPR, and you can go look it up, but CRISPR is not a genetically modified organism. They'll say it's not genetically modified, it only edits the DNA. Well, in my mind, and it's my decision to make, it's your decision to make, but my mind says if it's edited, it's not pure, it's not real, it is genetically modified, it's modified, edited, modified. Again, going up and looking at the most simple words, and in today's world, and I'm talking about the whole world, not just the United States. They are playing around with changing the meaning of words, and people are buying it and It just is frustrating me to know in whenever they say, "Oh well, you're a science denier then what what harm does that do to me, and what does that have to do with the ediful Gardens podcast right? Well, if they can say that about let's just say the mask or a vaccine. Then what's to stop them from doing that? (laughs) And they've been doing this for a long time. Trust me, ever since they started, like right after World War II, when they started using the chemicals that they were using in war, they started using them in the gardens. They said, oh, well, that nitrogen sitting out in the field made all the grass grow faster. So let's just go ahead and sell it to the gardeners and we can keep making money at it. Okay, we've all i mean i've known that for a while now i didn't know i don't know if you knew that or not but that's what happened so it's a money making machine and it has perpetuated what is going on in the world today my other question is why didn't the why did the world not lose its mind and lock everything down over something like heart disease diabetes and cancer things that could have been prevented things we know are manufactured out in the fields with Big Ag and in bed with Big Pharmaceutical. Big Ag creates the problem by spraying whatever they spray on it. And then Big Pharmacy is owned by the same company most of the time. And they create the antidote or the drug that cures the problem, like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and probably a lot of other things, Alzheimer's, I don't know. But a lot of these problems that have been manufactured over the past 60-70 years, relatively new. And one of the things that I did see through my observation is that in the woods in the back of my property, which I talked about on episode 2, is uh the one thing that'll make all the difference. I was able to observe nature in action. There was a uh, half of the property was wooded. There was pecan trees growing in there. There was plum trees growing in there. There was grapes growing in there. There was cucumbers growing in there. There was a lot of food. Growing in there and nobody was spraying it. Nobody was pulling weeds. Nobody was watering out there. There was, n- there was no intervention by humans whatsoever. Probably a bird ate a cucamelon somewhere, flew over our property a long time ago, pooped that seed out and it's been self-seeding ever since. So I can see and you, if you've been listening to me for any length of time now, you know I'm very naturalistic. In that if a, an aphid or a cucumber beetle or some other kind of pest shows up, I, it's hard. But I turn around and I walk away and I say, nature will bring it back into balance. It might hurt. I might lose a plant or I might lose that squash or something like that. But it will come back into balance. But if I go in there and I eradicate all of the pests or all of the things that I see as a problem, I'm going to kill all the good bugs along with the bad bugs. So what is the problem and why is this science denying thing got me so twisted up inside? I'm just mad. I'm mad that they're, they're changing the meaning of science and I'm mad that they're changing the meaning of words to use it to manipulate people or just downright lie to people. Because I mean, if they can do it with uh, a mask or a vaccine, then they can do it with something like Roundup. You know, Roundup is still around, even though they lost in court, Monsanto lost in court a $290 million lawsuit at that time. That I, the last that I know of, it could be more now. Then Monsanto got bought out by Baird. They're still up to it. I mean, I'm seeing Roundup commercials again, and I'm seeing Roundup still in the stores. Well, what's to stop them from saying the next thing that we invent that created a superbug that was supposed to work one way and didn't because they didn't give it enough time for observation in field trials, and it created superbugs that are now immune to the glyphosate. And why is it that They can put it on a Cheerio box and say the recommended daily allowance of glyphosate. Why can they say that? I'm just mad. I'm mad today. I don't know why people did not run through the streets with their hair on fire about cancer, diabetes, and heart problems. I I just saw recently, maybe this is what has me so upset about it. First of all, it feels like you're not allowed to talk about it. There's things that you can say and there's things that you can't say. But I just saw recently, and I've been waiting, I've been looking for these numbers, and I just saw them, but uh, the CDC came out with their 2020 cause of death, maybe it was called cause of mortality or or whatever, um, was the number one was still heart attacks or heart disease, number two was still cancer. And then number three, I think, was COVID. But they're acting like there's nothing else that causes any problems except for the coronavirus. And they're locking everything down. They're making everyone wear masks. They're saying you can't go to school or you can't go to church or whatever. Or now you need to wear two masks or three masks or whatever because what we say. Just do what we say because I said so. And I'm just tired of it. I'm just tired of it. I have been holding this in for about... I don't know how many months, a long time. But I woke up, I was thinking, okay, I learned this in elementary school. Plants breathe out oxygen. Humans breathe in oxygen. Plants breathe in carbon dioxide. And that's what we breathe out. It's the the most basic symbiotic relationship there is. It's the best companion planting model there is. It's whatever it gives off, we take in. Whatever we give off, the plants take in. And I just woke up thinking that one day. I was like, why am I so anti mass? Because I am. I just, I I get hot flashes. I just can't stand it. Uh, I get dizzy. I just, (laughs) I think I've been reading lips for a long time. But uh, I'm I'm really an anti-masker. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm an anti-masker. And I was thinking, I I just woke up one morning thinking, yeah, plants breathe out oxygen. We are not meant to breathe in our own carbon dioxide. And I mean, if they can get away with this with something like that, then what are they going to do next? I mean, that's, I feel like we're sitting on a powder keg and we're going in a downward spiral and it is not going in a good direction. You know, for the longest time, people have been saying, well, everything causes cancer and everybody just kind of gave up. It's like, oh, well, you might as well have fun and do what we want to do and eat what we want to eat, no matter what the consequences are, because there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm just mad today. I'm just mad. Sorry, but not sorry, I guess. I have to say I'm a little bit ashamed that I've been sitting on this for A little while because there's a lot of things I've been holding back because I just didn't know. And it really is kind of that, you know, you fool me once, shame on you. You fool me twice, shame on me. And I don't feel like doing the self-shame thing anymore. I'm just, I'm just tired of it. But In the next episode, I am going to be talking a little bit more in politics to tell you what Bill Gates is up to next. I feel like, you know, I didn't want to be on the crazy train, but I kind of am. I'm on the crazy train now. (laughs) You would not believe what is going on. Oh my gosh. All right. Until next time. Bye for now.